1: What are you going to do? How do you even start to choose? That's exactly what I felt like when I was combing through thousands of listings whenever we were moving to a new apartment. I would spend hours a day stressing about, is this apartment in a good neighborhood? Is it going to accommodate my dogs? Does it fit my budget? I didn't know any of these. And the worst part is, most of the listings didn't even tick all of my boxes. apartments.com, apartments.com, the place to find a place.
0: Are you ready for my joke?
1: Oh, no. Okay, tell your joke.
0: When the mosquito landed on my balls. What? (laughs) That's when I realized not everything can be solved by violence.
1: Oh, no. I thought you were going to (laughs) say, when the mosquito landed on my balls, it sucked. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to our podcast. My name is Mosquito. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you, you were the one that brought up the joke. Hey, you want to hear another joke? Your joke. All right. All right. <laughs> so welcome to this episode of The Rotten Mango. Hi, I'm your host, Stephanie Sue, and I've got my fiance, Mr. Mango Bud, <laughs> aka worst joke teller that ever faced this planet. And today's episode is going to be very fascinating because I don't think I've covered a case like this, whether it was on my YouTube channels, whether it was just in real life. Did I ever read about cases like this? I mean, this one's just weird. This one is incestuous. This one is... um keeping it in the family family friendly Uh. takes a new meaning literally (laughs) yeah go tell the ads that we're family friendly over here i'm just kidding (laughs) i'm kidding so today's story is about britney wood i mean normally i wouldn't cover cases of incest because it's one of those things where yes it's illegal yes it's an absolute crime and you should not be doing it and i don't condone it and i think it's disgusting is
0: there laws forbidden this yes. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Incest is a formal charge that you can have, like a conviction. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, although it's all of those things, I just don't really find it to have like this crazy, like that weird just mind-boggling i need to solve this mystery because i'm gonna be keeping my entire lights on all night long like i'm i'm sleeping with my eyes open like it's just it never really has that unsettling vibe it's just usually like that's nasty like that's some game of thrones shit and i don't want to hear about it but today today is weird you've got one person presumed dead you've got another that was actually found dead i mean this is an incest party that's what they called it um they held massive incest parties and this would go on for generations and generations and finally in 2012 it all just kind of hit a tipping point there's just some weird stuff there's where is this oh god and the fact that it's there just makes it all worse It's in the great state of Sweet Home, Alabama. It's in Alabama, yeah.
0: Sweet Home, Alabama. Yeah,
1: so I don't know how that song came to be like the song for any incest jokes online. Like it became a meme. Sweet Home Alabama is actually a song by, like, a singer that lives in California, I think, or Florida, and they wrote this song, and now, after so many years, it's kind of just an incest meme. Like, they'll play Game of Thrones, Cersei Lannister, and then Sweet Home Alabama afterwards. I mean, it's used to kind of target these types of jokes. I don't know. Is it offensive? Huh let me know if you guys are from Alabama and you find it offensive because I don't want to offend you, but it is an internet meme, right? So Sweet Home, Alabama. This is where it all takes place. And this all happens May of 2012 with a woman by the name of Brittany Wood. Now, Brittany Wood, okay, when I first explain this story, you're going to be kind of gripping onto your chair and thinking, wait a second. I mean, this sounds like any other mystery. This sounds like any other unsolved missing persons case, but just you wait because the months after that she's reported missing, I mean so much shit comes out about this family. And the police had the balls, they had the nerve to tell the public that these two things were completely separate from each other. Okay. So May 30th of 2012, a nineteen year old single mother by the name of Brittany Wood, she Well, Brittany Wood has a very interesting life. So Brittany, she's 19. She has a two-year-old daughter by the name of Peyton. She was pregnant by the time she was 16. She had dropped out of high school by the time she was 14. So we can kind of say that she wasn't having the best like she wasn't that happy in life. And her daughter was really her only source of happiness, except for the fact that she just had a really, really big problem with drugs. Mm-hmm. So she would go and she would go on these drug binges. She would just leave her kid with all of her other relatives. She would leave her kid Peyton with, you know, her dad that they're not together. And she just wasn't really the one raising her kid every single day. And this is, this is kind of important later. Mm-hmm. And they lived in Theodore, Alabama,
0: It's called Theodore.
1: Yeah, which is close to Mobile, 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 Alabama. I'm not sure if it's called Mobile or Mobile, but it's it's like T-Mobile. Like that's how they smell it, spell it. I said smell it. (laughs) And on May 30th, 2012, she said, "Hey guys, like you guys need to watch my kid because I'm gonna go out for tonight." And they said, "Oh well, where are you going?" And he says, "Well, Uncle Donald is gonna come pick me up." So Brittany didn't have a car. Uncle Donald. Who does she tell? Her father? Her mom oh. and some of her friends. And she doesn't have a car. And so Uncle Donald was going to pick her up, drive 40 miles back to his house. And it was going to be a whole thing. So around 7.30 p.m., May 30th, she gets picked up by Donnie Holland. That's Donald. Okay. That's her uncle. Mm-hmm. So, if I mean, I feel like with incest and I feel like with a story like this, I have to tell you exactly how they're related. This Donald was her mom's sister's husband
0: mom's sister husband okay
1: and so she goes into the car they see them driving away in his black truck and she never returns. Now, what's even more interesting is that, okay, well, this is an abnormal. So, May 30th, she leaves. May 31st, she's not back. Nobody's freaking out. You know, her entire family is like, listen, she goes on these drug binges all the time. I mean, maybe Donald had just dropped her off somewhere, and she's at a friend's house, and we can't get in contact with her, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh-huh. But then, something very peculiar happened. June 1st, which is just two days after she's last seen by her family members and by her friends Mm -hmm. the last person who was verifiably the last person to see her alive Uh suddenly turns up dead
0: who is that person so
1: june 1st they find donald holland in his black truck it had driven to a local river and he had shot himself in the head
0: Holy shit.
1: The gun was inside the car and there was a couple other things inside the car that we're going to get to in a little bit. So the family hears about this. I mean, all of them are freaking out and they start trying to call everyone that's part of the family. They're like, hey, listen, Uncle Donnie's dead. Uncle Donnie's dead. Right. Yeah. And they try to contact Brittany, but she doesn't answer the phone. Weird, but again, not the most alarming. And so they said, okay, you know, we're going to give it 24 hours. It's going to take about a day for all of the locals to hear that Uncle Donnie's dead. Uncle Donnie's dead. And regardless of if she's on a drug binge, you know, 25 miles out of town, she's going to hear about it. I mean, local word travels fast. So Mm -hmm. we're going to give it about a day. And if she doesn't come back or she doesn't call us, then we're going to start freaking out. So it would be a total of three days. So June 2nd, they finally file a missing persons report. Mm -hmm. Now the police and everyone they take it seriously but they don't really take it seriously in the beginning because you have a 19 year old girl who is very heavily involved with drugs Mm -hmm. she was kind of bouncing from house to house she was living with some relatives here some relatives there she would go with her mom her -hmm. stepmom and etc etc and so she just didn't really have like what was presumed to be a very stable life no one is like looking at her thinking why would she leave I mean none of this makes sense so they were like are you sure you sure she's not on a drug binge and I don't know freaking georgia what about tennessee i mean there's some wild stuff happening in georgia all the time and so the police look into it and they find out that britney has a relatively troubled past and i really don't like it when people put this label of a troubled past onto people especially when they're young because i mean sometimes it ain't even your fault like it's not something that you did
0: but nobody's investigating into Oh, Donald? the
1: ancestor, the Donald? No. Donnie, Donnie, nobody really cares. I mean, well, as of right now. So the police are investigating. But as yeah. the public knows, this is all we know right now. I mean, that he just committed suicide is what the public thinks. So the police, they start looking into Brittany's troubled past. And again, I hate when people say stuff like this because it kind of implies that Brittany was trouble or she was troubled. But yeah. really, when she's young, this is all things that people did to her. So in 2005, Brittany was around the age of 11, 12 years old. Mm -hmm. And she went to a youth pastor at a local church. And they're like, hey, listen, like, you seem to be having some issues. What's going on? And she's like, nothing's going on. Like, why would you ask me? Don't ask me. Nothing's going on. And they were like, okay, well, let's just spend some time together.
0: She's about the same age as you.
1: (laughs) 12? No,
0: 2005. She was uh, how old? 12. Well, yeah, so she was born about yeah anyways continue wow just put that into oh, the perspective no. for you yeah
1: that makes things <laughs> so much more sad also i thought you were saying i'm 12 no no no. no um no. and so she's 12 she goes to this youth pastor and he's like okay well why don't we just spend some time together I get it you're not trying to open up we'll Mm -hmm. just I'll just be here with you and so he was just there with her and then all of a sudden she starts drawing on this piece of paper he had given her and he thought that she was just gonna doodle but no she starts doodling what is very clearly a depiction of a child getting molested by an adult and so immediately this youth pastor runs to the local police department and is like holy mother forking just kidding he doesn't cuss he's like oh my goodness, (laughs) what do we do now, right? And he gives this to the police and the police start asking her and they're like, okay, you have to tell us what's going on. And so finally, she says, when I was nine years old, this is when it all started, okay? Mm -hmm. My grandma's boyfriend, his name is Ronald. And he... Ronald? Yeah. Oh,
0: okay, the other one's Donald. Yeah,
1: Okay. Ronald, my grandma's boyfriend that lives with my grandma that helped raise my mom, When I was nine, you know, they wanted me to call him grandpa, Mm -hmm. but he would also rape me.
0: Oh, Lord.
1: And so this all started when she was nine. And I don't know why this is so sad to me. Like there were testimonies that she gave when she was of that age. Cause I mean, they, they took him to court. I mean, it was a, cr- there were criminal charges that were pressed. It's, it was really bad. I okay. mean, this is disgusting. She was nine. Yeah. And so Brittany was 12 years old when she testified to the court system, the judicial system of Alabama. Wow. And it's so sad because it happened so many times that here's the thing. A lot of the times when there's so much repeated abuse against children, Nobody really believes them unless they can give them an exact example. But here's the problem. If a kid has been abused so regularly, so often, they almost can't pinpoint a special day. Because Wait, what does that lives. mean? They don't,
0: have, uh, they don't have evidence or...
1: I mean, they can't really have the strongest evidence in the eyes of some jurors because they're like, can you point out like one specific day? And they're like, not really. So then to the jurors, it might sound fake. But in reality, Mm. it's because maybe it was happening every other day. So it didn't really seem like, oh, my God, crazy like this happened on this day. And I remember it forever. It's like, well, it happens every day
0: yeah 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 so you're saying jurors doesn't didn't believe her
1: well not in this situation they did they did believe her in this one but it's crazy because they asked her like hey do you remember one specific time and this is the story that she told the testimony that she gave and it's Mm -hmm. so sad she said there was this one time that i was naked in his room she was nine by the way and she said you know i lied because i wanted to get out of there and i kept telling him that i was thirsty." and um he finally got mad and he was like okay go get yourself a drink and then you come back in here okay and she left and then she had she hid herself naked behind like a garbage can and she tried to call for her grandma now i don't even know if her grandma would have done anything to be honest like this whole family will fuck you up this is they're known as one of the most depraved families in the history of the united states like disgusting right scum um I don't even know if she would have done anything. And she's calling for grandma and he hears her. She hasn't come back. And so he goes and he finds her and he grabs her and he tells her to get back into the room where he would then go on to finish assaulting her.
0: Oh, my God.
1: But that's not even the crazy part.
0: Does anybody else in the family know oh, about this? nobody Everybody knows. Everybody her mom knows. knows. Everybody knows.
1: Everybody knows. And get this. So she finally tells this story. This happened when she was nine years old um, for a lot of times, multiple times. And then finally, when she was 12, it got out to the youth pastor. So the youth pastor went to the police. It's not even like her mom knew about it and went to the police because her mom damn well knew about it. It's not like her cousins knew about it and went to the police because her cousins damn well knew about it. Okay. Her grandma damn well knew about it. And so the youth pastor goes to the police And in 2005, Ronald was sentenced to life imprisonment. But get this, get this, he could be out for the possibility of parole this year. So it's not really yeah, it's not really life imprisonment. He was supposed to have his parole hearing in June. But I think because of COVID, it got delayed. So he hadn't had it last month. But he's, you know, up for the chance of parole. This guy literally raped a nine-year-old that he was supposed to be in charge of. And it's crazy because the entire time he tried to keep having the sentence overturned. He was like, this is all bullshit. She's just making up stuff. I mean, she's nine. What does she know, right? And then finally, the judge was like, I mean, have some remorse. And so he's like... You know, I'm I'm so sorry if I ever caused any harm. Like, that's not my intention. And so the judge is like, why would you apologize if you claim you've done nothing? Yeah. And he goes, well, I've been convicted. So anyways. And his defense for this entire thing was not just like, I could never. This is disgusting. Like, what are you talking about? It was always, I mean, I raised the mother of this child. And Oh, everyone's like,
0: my God. God.
1: And everyone's like, um, that makes it so much worse, sir, because you are in this child's home like you were supposed to be the trusted parental figure, like an authority figure for this developing child. That makes it so much worse. But you want to know what's more mind boggling? The grandma ends up continuing her relationship with him while he's in prison and everyone in the family carried on as if it ain't no thing.
0: What does that mean?
1: That means they didn't really think about it. They still called Ronald while he was in prison. Nobody said, "Oh, can you believe that that happened? Oh my God, how could we have not seen such a thing?" Nobody ever said Why anything. Why is it like, like
0: that? that? What do What do you think it is? They, you think they're all fearful of him, or no? I they're think all fucked up.
1: I think they're all fucked up. How? How can
0: you? do that as a mother
1: so this family is kind of what a lot of psychologists is saying what multi-generations of abuse and predatory behavior and incest looks like you just kind of think it's normal you don't really even have like an alarm bell which is kind of crazy
0: unreal this is unreal
1: yeah i mean uh, this is like a side note by the way i was watching a tiktok (laughs) (laughs) who knew that this would be informative and I'm obviously not a parent to any child yet so I mean I can't say if this is good or not but I find it very interesting because I saw a lot of moms on this TikTok and they said that you know one thing that I've done differently after being abused as a kid is that I now teach my daughter vagina at a young age so since she can talk she knows where her vagina is and she knows the word vagina she doesn't call it anything cute like my cookie or my down there she calls it her vagina so if anybody ever touches her vagina no one's gonna be like your uncle ate your cookie like okay everyone's gonna be like no that's my vagina yeah
0: i was reading i don't know if we talked about this or not like i don't know if it's from some Somewhere I read some Chinese article or not, mm-hmm. but they're saying teach your kid from the young age, like boys or girls, doesn't matter. Never, ever, ever let anybody take off your uh, underwear.
1: Oh, yeah, that's so true. Did we talk about this? I think so.
0: Like just tell them no matter, never let a yeah. stranger or anybody, even family member yeah. to take off your underwear
1: that's true because family members are sometimes the biggest predators in a lot of these stories yeah and you just don't even know it i mean in this case they know it but in a lot of cases i've heard they don't know it it's disgusting yeah and then i also heard the one that's like uh, people don't understand why kids are taught to hug like you know when you meet they're like oh that's your uncle like that you've never Mm. met before go hug them people think it's weird so there's a lot of like um I, get, I don't know if people have been do- doing this for a while, but it seems more of like a modern era thing where parents are like, if you don't want to hug anyone, you don't have to. You can say, no, thank you. Mm. And they don't get mad at the kid for being like, you know, and then sometimes they even say like people will approach them and be like, uh, your kid's kind of mean like it, she wouldn't even hug me. And they're like, so <laughs> she don't want to hug you. Then so, yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. I mean, it's very smart. That's true the police find out about her troubled past this happened when she was 9 years old they have all of the records of it she testified when she was you know 12 years old now they're not alarmed that Ronald was released from prison and they like he went and got her because he's still sitting in prison at the time so they still don't feel like there's like this impending doom they don't feel like oh no there's so much motive for this one person to kill her like we need to find her alive right now and so the police don't really do jack shit no offense and so there is this huge foundation called Class kids foundation and it was created by mr class whose daughter polly class was kidnapped and murdered in the 90s and so he started this and it's essentially just like a foundation where if your kid goes missing or somebody goes missing they get a bunch of volunteers and they all go searching together because you know a lot of the times the police don't want to do that okay So the Class Kids Foundation, they get together and it was about 70 plus volunteers. They start doing like a five mile radius search of the last place that Britney's cell phone had pinged, which was near the river that Donald was found. Now they do about, I think it was like weeks and months of them combing through clues and, and they found nothing. Like the Salvation Army of Coastal Alabama went out there to hand out food to these volunteers. I mean, they just couldn't find anything. There were a lot of issues though because of the terrain they said listen it's raining all the time the floors are just soaked with water i mean they're not looking at like residential areas they're probably looking in like the woods and stuff and so they're like there's water everywhere um and also there's hundreds of snakes everywhere like people are getting hurt people are getting bit by snakes like this is actually very dangerous and so the search got so so dangerous that they were like okay like this is just progressing at such a slow rate we don't even know what to do now the investigators." For some reason, they didn't amp up the crew. They didn't bring more police officers. They didn't bring more search dogs, canine dogs. They didn't do any of that, which I find to be really weird, especially because the investigators were going to meet up with Donnie a couple days. Before he committed suicide, the investigators were already looking into Donald, into mm. Uncle donald and they were actually going to meet him in a couple of days and he knew it they had arranged a time for him to come into the police station and to have a little bit of a chat and sure enough before that chat he committed suicide
0: that's shady what so happened? of
1: course the police should be looking into it further but for some reason in the beginning the police had kind of separated britney's disappearance with Donald's suicide, which doesn't make sense because a lot of people told them, listen, they were last seen together, like the last time she was seen alive was with him, but they were like, nah, two totally different things, don't matter, and what he was being investigated for was even crazier. It was sex crimes against underage children. So it's like, I mean, I don't, I don't know why they were thinking that. And so the police kind of do some investigating and they thought that there was one thing that was suspicious. I mean, technically, when you look at all of the court records, when you look at the legal papers, this was ruled a suicide. But the placement of the bullet was weird. Okay. So normally when people end their lives with a bullet to the yeah. head, it's near the temples. It's usually near the dominant hand near the temples. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one was behind the ear like almost towards the back of the head, behind the ear. It's just not statistically something that they find common. It's not not guaranteed to be the easiest, quickest way, which it really wasn't because Uncle Donald was in a coma for about three days in the hospital before he passed. So that typically is why people don't tend to use that method. I mean, there's a reason why people do the way the things that they do the way that they do it. And so statistically it was a little bit odd, but they were thinking, you know what? Donald just might be weird. He just might be a weird person and maybe he's dumb. Okay. I don't, we don't know. Mm -hmm. And so the police are like, okay, even though that's suspicious, we're going to rule it a suicide. And then they do some more digging. And this is when it gets really bad. Let me tell you about the sex ring that Donald was running. Now, This is probably one of the worst sex rings I've researched. It's probably one of the worst incestuous sex rings that I've researched. Probably one of the worst cases of incest I've ever researched. I mean, this is just disgusting. So if you have a weak stomach, this is not for you. So Donnie, um, Donald, would have these amazing barbecues, as they would call it. I don't think it's amazing. I think it's disgusting. And I think Donald should have been grilled alive. But that's just me. And so he was kind of like this ringleader. He was a manager. He was a Jeffrey Epstein per se. He would um I'm sorry, is that too much?
0: i don't know is it too much I mean, You tell I'm, me. i don't
1: know allegedly okay. yeah anyways and so he would kind of just manage things so he would text people and be like hey so i have this girl who's going to be at this barbecue she's 12 years old oh and she's my niece oh i have this girl and she's going to be at the barbecue and she's 10 years old and oh oh she's my daughter who is he who is he talking to his close family friends and his entire family like there was like four uncles involved it's disgusting oh so it would be a massive family gathering so who think, are these girls all their daughter their kids
0: they're talking about their kids Yeah,
1: they're not talking this is not like a huge human trafficking thing these are their kids like this is a group this is a big family right so you have the Kents who are all family and then you have the Hollands who are all a family and then you have the Woods and there's three separate families they all have kids and they would just swap their kids around and just have like sex parties it's disgusting it gets worse okay so it's essentially this massive family gathering with extended family and it was not really a barbecue I mean maybe they would eat barbecue maybe it's kind of something that they bring together and just like that's their dinner but it was more for the purposes of having an incestuous sex ring so that barbecue they would just go around sharing each other's children disgusting his wife wendy so donald's wife wendy who yeah. is actually the aunt maternal aunt to Brittany wood so this is Brittany's mom's sister so blood related okay wendy and donald would have these massive gatherings with family and they would just swap children
0: Do they have kids?
1: Yes. And they would abuse their children? Yes. And sometimes Donald would assault his own child. No. Yeah. And they were all groomed at an early age. I knew you were going to ask me that, and you're not going to like the answer. So, there were younger children and there were older children involved. So, you had children who were around Brittany's age, who were teenagers or early 20s, or maybe they were 15, 14. And then you have the young group of kids. What the adults deemed, and I hate calling them adults because in a situation like this, they're not adults, they're just monsters, they're little diseases the world they're not adults like adults is like that word that you use for someone who protects a child right so i hate using it but i'm just trying to separate that group right so okay the nasties the nasty adults right they felt like the age that it was old enough for their kids and for their nieces and nephews to be raped by one another was about three to four years old shut But that did not stop them. So they would bring all of their younger children together who were about two years old, one years old, and they would have them watch. So they were groomed at a really, really young age. And they had this thing that was called like a. (sighs) The way that it was described on Reddit is like a musical chairs, like the most disgusting, inhumane, depraved musical chairs where all of the aunts and uncles and family friends would sit in a circle on chairs and literally the kids there'd be like 10 kids that were underage that were like aged from 5 to 12 and they would just have to get assaulted in front of everyone and then they would say okay now it's time to swap and they would just literally swap children in this circle like literally in real time like it wasn't Does that make sense? Does any of this make sense? It wasn't like, okay, like now I'm going to go home with this. How would you like describe it in a way that I can relate to? Because I can't even relate to this on any form of level. Like maybe if you had a group, it's like the hamster. When you're young, I don't know, like I don't know. Maybe you're like, I don't I really don't know how to even make an analogy. Maybe I just shouldn't because there's really nothing to compare this to. And so it was literally while they're sitting in that circle, they'd be like time to swap up and then they would go and rape another kid and then they'd be like time to swap up and then they would rape another kid. Meanwhile, this is all like they're all related.
0: How is something this disgusting happening while well, one of the grandpa already got arrested? For a lifetime, but all these kids are being assaulted for all these years and nobody has ever found out about it.
1: Well, that's the crazy thing. So I think the difference with this case, I mean, I really don't know, but I think the difference here is the police suck. (laughs) Well, I don't know if that's a difference, but the police suck. They knew about this. Their first reports of assault from this family and abuse was about six years before Brittany went missing. And whether that falls on CPS, whether that's CPS's fault or whether that's the Alabama Police Force fault or a combination of both. I mean, it was reported to law enforcement and to the government six years before Brittany Wood went missing. So you have to think, would Brittany even be missing today or would Peyton have her mother around? And on top of that,
0: you know what, like it's it, and this is hella recent, too. Right. Yeah. Two thousand twelve she was missing, so mm-hmm. six years that's two thousand and six. Yeah. This sounds like something happens in like the fucking fifties or sixties. Yeah.
1: Like something that you're like, okay, this definitely doesn't happen anytime, yeah. you know, near when I was born. And every nope.
0: single <sighs> child from that family is ruined.
1: Yeah. Well not ruined, but you get it. They have to survive and, you know, adapt in their
0: I know, but yeah. what kind of fucking trauma is this? Yeah. He's just angry,
1: sorry. No, and then I think the reason that they got away with it for so long is probably because of the downfalls of CPS and the police force in Alabama. But also the fact is, I mean, imagine you don't really know any other adults. Maybe you do think that all the adults you know do this. So maybe you think all adults do this. I mean, imagine the brainwashing. There are kids who are assaulted by their uncles and can't even tell their own parents who don't assault them. You know, because they have this immense fear. Now, imagine your parents are in on it. And imagine all of your family is in on it. Your grandma, your grandpa, your mom, your dad, your cousin, your brother. Like, everybody is in on it. Who could you possibly tell? And by the looks of it, I mean, they said that they were groomed at a super young age. So, I can only imagine. I mean, I've seen, like, the damage of being groomed. You know, people getting groomed when they're 13. Imagine getting groomed since you're one. Like, since you are born. So I'm sure it's just so, so much that leads to this being just such an open activity, it almost seems like. And it involved about 11 adults that were the primary people. And so far, the police think it involved 16 children. Holy shit. And that's as of right now. Um, there were some heartbreaking testimonies. There was a testimony from, the I mean, I'm not going to name any of these people. They're not releasing the names and I don't even want to try to piece it together, right? I mean, there are some where it makes sense and they were released. So, other than that, I'm just going to say, you know, there were some testimonies. So, there was a testimony with one Mm -hmm. who, she said that the first memory that she has in life is um, a male relative taking off her diaper and assaulting her. Oh my God. And that was her earliest memory. And the women in the family really are disgusting. So I know so far it seems like, okay, well good on us, good on the world. Donald's fucking dead. Yes. Right. Like nobody needs Donald in their life, but the women in the family were no better. So the, the moms, first of all, I mean, these are your children, these are your nieces, these are your nephews. You failed in life. You you're disgusting. You don't you don't deserve happiness, but they were worse than that. So the women, they would prepare children for the men. So these aunts and these moms would go to the children, these underage children and would use toys on them to prepare them and i say that in quotes for the men and they said that it was to get them ready for abuse and it's speculated that britney was about four or five years old actually when the abuse from her other relatives started and that fake grandfather, like that step grandfather was when she was nine so it doesn't seem like that's her one and only time that she was taken advantage of and just i mean it's raped i yeah. i have such a hard time saying that word because it has such an emotional like uh, i just get like yeah but she was yeah she was raped there were some testimonies of donnie but now
0: what do the women get out of this why are they all
1: i don't know
0: you think it's just like the mindset of being in that environment pleasing
1: I think it's a part of being in that environment. I also think it's part of like this sick, twisted. I mean, it's got to be a generational thing. So allegedly all of the aunts and all of the women involved were also abused as a kid. And so either A, they think that this is completely normal, like they've been groomed to the depths of hell and back and they think that this is totally just regular shenanigans or B, it's it's like that thing when you're abused, you either become the exact parent your parent was or the Exact opposite, like that saying. So maybe it's a combination of both, or maybe it's that. So this one is actually going to be about Donald's daughter. She's going to remain unnamed. But Donald's daughter had a very moving testimony when, you know, all of this was getting leaked and all of this was getting exposed to the police. And she was 13 years old at the time. She's, I think, 17 now, maybe. No, I think maybe in her early 20s, maybe. Um, But she was 13 at the time. And Donald said, hey, my daughter this is his daughter why don't we go to the pet store to buy a hamster and so like every 13 year old she was like hell yeah i want to buy a freaking hamster and so she gets so excited she's like yes dad Woo! you're the best dad ever and she gets into the car with her dad
0: how old was she 13 Oh, okay. So this happened when she was 13. Yeah. Okay.
1: And instead of driving to the pet store, where does he take her? He takes her to Uncle Dustin's workplace. Now, this is where it gets a little bit confusing. So I'm going to try to explain it as best as possible. So Wendy is Donald's wife, right? Yeah. So this is Wendy and Donald's kid. Yeah. Now, Wendy has a twin sister. Okay. So, and she's married to Dustin. Okay. So, in the eyes of the abused victim, this is her uncle. Correct. Okay. So, Uncle Dustin's workplace and he gets into the car they pick him up and they start driving to like this industrial park that was never developed so it's kind of just like they've got slabs of cement but it's just been kind of abandoned i mean it's just not a great area and so they're driving over there the sun is setting and she said that she has a headache so she vividly remembers trying to be like i have a headache i have a headache and i'm sure when you're 13 you remember like i used to say i have a headache all the time just because i didn't want to i just didn't want to be there or i didn't want to like i just you know
0: do you think she knew? What's I, think about she to knew. Happen?
1: I think she knew. I think she knew, because there's wow. no way this was her first time being raped. And I mean, they even verify this information later. And so she's like, "I have a headache. I have a headache. I have a headache." And Uncle Dustin starts rubbing her head and tries to kiss her. And so she pulls away, and she's like, "Oh, like no, 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 right?" And her dad, Donald, stops the car, and. Uncle Dustin takes off all of her clothes while she keeps telling him to stop. But he doesn't stop. And then he rapes her. But the worst part of this is that this happens in the back of the car while her dad is in the front seat watching everything. And then it gets worse. So Donald is watching. This is why I say, honestly, I mean, I try to be so respectful for the dead. But this is why I say, really, no one's going to miss Donald. Nobody gives a fuck about Donald. And he deserves a much more painful death than the one that he got. And he watched. Now, later, the victim will go home and she'll tell her mom. She'll tell her mom, hey, your twin sister's husband raped me. And I'm 13, by the way. Like, hello. And your husband, my dad, my biological dad, was watching it and was okay with it. And I'm surprised this is not where the true crime happened. I'm surprised that a murder did not happen right here and there. But no, she didn't report it to the police. She didn't get mad at her husband or her sister or her sister's husband. She didn't try to flee with her daughter. She was just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, so it was a good day? Like, she just was so fucking disgusting Wendy is disgusting
0: did you see these people um, talk
1: no but I've seen their faces and they look pretty nasty
0: unreal this is unreal
1: (laughs) yeah And so that happens. And later on, I mean, we know all of this, obviously, because all of these people were caught and they were convicted. And Uncle Dustin, the one who raped his 13 year old niece, he was convicted. And they asked him, like, what's what the hell is wrong with you? Like, you got a bajillion screws loose. Like, are you Satan himself? Like, are you Lucifer? Like, what's what the hell is wrong with you? And you know what his defense was? It's not like it was her first time. I mean, her and her dad have done this before. Like, that was his defense. Like, he genuinely thought that he did something. Like, he felt like he's going to say that in court and the judge and the jury would be like, oh, really? We didn't know. Like, that changes everything. You're right. Now, Brittany has an older brother. Brittany is, I know there's a lot of names. Um, Brittany is the one that's missing. Okay. She has an older brother by the name of Derek. Derek Wood. Derek Wood. And he was abused as well. So it was not just reserved for the nieces. It was a lot of the nephews were abused as well. So he was abused since he was seven. He was sodomized. He said that's that freaking insane. Uncle Donald is one of the most evil people you'll meet. And he said Uncle Donald pressured him and groomed him into becoming an abuser himself. And that's usually the way it works.
0: So he feels like that's what he has to do now
1: yeah he feels oh like he was so groomed that he felt like that's like a that's a growing pain it's like puberty it's like no. know what's now yeah
0: just going back to the beginning of the the story you're saying that she was getting picked up by dono
1: yeah
0: holy shit that's no longer just picking up by your, your uncle. uncle you know where you're going right now yeah and what's gonna happen
1: yeah the pe- the police up until this point they still claim That the case is running separate from the abuse. Yes, we are arresting tons of her family members for incestuous sex parties and underage, you know, child pornography. Like list of things, just like a fucking, just a rap sheet of things. All of these disgusting charges, some of the most disgusting charges that you could ever be charged with in the face of the law. Right? The police are like, yes, we are to her closest uncles and aunts. But you know what? We think that her missing case is completely separate. We think they have nothing to do with each other. Now, a lot of people believe that the police initially took this claim for almost a year because, again... If they were related, then the public would say, oh, so you're saying, so you're saying if you had caught these people earlier when they were reported, oh, you know, since beginning six years ago, then Britney would be here today. She wouldn't be missing today. She would be alive today. She wouldn't be presumed dead today. And so that's why people think the police were like, no, 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 no. You see, she she had her own life going and it was a completely separate thing. Like, that's just a mystery that no one will ever know. And this sex ring is completely irrelevant and so they just were so freaking adamant and the locals and everybody in the press was like what are you talking about like you make no sense Uh, now witnesses are going to start telling police some things that they really can't deny and this is when the police start switching up on their shit and they're like okay like we're looking into it now and it's because lots of witnesses told the police that donald before he died he showed them tons of videos of Brittany when she was under the age of 13 And she was engaging in sexual activities with various male adults in those videos.
0: Donald's showing?
1: Yeah, to his friends, like showing it off. So, I mean, this is now proving, okay, he has child pornography. He has produced child pornography. He's maybe possibly distributing it. I mean, that becomes a theory in a little bit. And it also shows a connection directly between Donald and Britney, because prior to this, I mean, we have the record of Britney being assaulted by her grandma's boyfriend, but we don't have any records between Donald and Britney. And definitely the family could just say, you know, they were in a really nice relationship. Like the uncle loves the niece, etc., Like you would expect from most families. And so this is now like, okay, the police are like, well, fuck. Now we got to look into it. So they get a search warrant. They start looking and it hasn't really been released heavily if there was heavy amounts of child pornography that were being distributed, but it definitely does seem like there were at least some videos here and there. They didn't release any more details about this, but, I mean, it's it hasn't been denied. They're like, yeah, we conducted a search. And, I mean, this always gets me thinking, like, I know this is such a side note, but how much therapy do FBI and the police that are in charge of units like this need. Because I can't imagine there's going to be at least one person who has to watch this and file it as evidence. I mean, it reminds me of the toy box killer, of that yeah. agent who had to watch and detail everything that she found in the toy box, and she ended up committing suicide after she I, was I, done.
0: Yeah, the, I mean, yeah, that and the that agent killed herself after. To me, this sounds...
1: Worse, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's crossing the line so far.
1: You know, one of the minors said, well, not just the videos, but we would all sit in a circle, like I told you, and, you know, the adults would just pass us around, and sometimes those circles would include Brittany as one of the victims. So now mm-hmm. we have more proof that Brittany was a victim of a lot of her relatives, not just her grandma's boyfriend, yeah. like we see on court documents. And then another member who was um underage at the time said that, you know, one of the craziest things that I've seen now, I mean, now I know it's crazy. At the time, I didn't really know it was that crazy, was they saw a six-way sex orgy that included adult family relatives with minor family relatives. It's so sad because when she testified in court, she told everyone in the jurors that she still loves her aunt and her uncle with all of her heart and they said okay well you have to point out which one did this to you and so she stands up and she's crying as she points to the people who did this to her so it's like you have this weird mix of you know they feel like these are their only protectors in life because that's all they knew to be their protectors but at the same time they just were not worthy of these children at all
0: that's what grooming looks like, right? Yeah,
1: When you still somewhat feel love for them that you don't want to, like they, these kids would never have tattled on them. Like yeah. they would have never. Um, the twin sisters. So Donald's wife, her name is Wendy. Now she has a twin sister and they would have three ways. The twin sisters would have sex with each other and with one of their kids. So sometimes it was one of Wendy's kids that they would bring So, I mean, this is just how twisted it is. It's not even just, like, the male relatives. It's, like, the twin sisters who are the aunts. They would have sex with each other. They're twins. And they would bring in one of their kids at a time.
0: So, the twin sister plus one of their kids?
1: Yeah. What the fuck? So, whether it was, like, Wendy's kid with Wendy and Wendy's twin sister or the twin sister with Wendy and one of the twin sister's kids. I feel like
0: they're, they're, like, so far beyond. Like, they're just doing... Hey, let's see what else we can come up with yeah. with all of our family members. Yeah. Was this not the biggest no. thing when it happened? No.
1: No. Literally nobody talks about this. Even in the true crime community, there's not a lot of buzz about this case. Why is that? I don't know. Maybe it's just so depraving that it's hard for people to read. Because I know there's a lot of cases, like so Junko's case. I mean, you have one of the most disgusting yeah. crimes. And you also have a lot of people who don't really know about it compared to Ted Bundy. Just because once you know about it, you can never unknow. Yeah. And so maybe it's not really a case that people would even want to try to click on to or listen to about or read about. I mean, I went through, I mean, just hours of reading some redundant ass articles from like Alabama local news just to piece it together and it took me so long to be like okay so this happened in this chronological order like it took me so long because I don't don't know why people aren't really talking about it and so these twin sisters they would just like have three ways with their own children and a lot of the time their husbands would watch so imagine it's like Donald would watch his wife and his daughter with his wife's twin sister just like disgusting. I mean, I don't know what to say. Now, the assistant DA of Alabama in this county, they claimed that i mean when all of these arrests were being made because they made eight family arrests they Mm -hmm. arrested eight people inside of that family and three family friends all of the alabamians were like what the fuck's going on like you gotta let us know like what's going on like how is an entire family like how does one's family like is this a gambino family like is this a mob boss family because how else does every single family member get arrested like it doesn't make sense and so the da was like okay I'm just going to say this, but pretty much everyone in the extended family was having sex with one another and with children. So he was just like, we don't even we're sorting through this, too. And it's just insane because, I mean, we there's no there's no profiling for something like this. There's no okay. So there's clear lines cut. So the family, they have this values, but these are their you know, they won't do anything like this. Like with most criminals, you have things like that. You have okay, the criminal likes to do this because they A B C and D, right? But they'll never do this because A B C and D. With this family, it was like they're just doing everything and it's disgusting and it's illegal and we don't even we don't even know if we know everything. Mm. and so the da is like I mean, so they're
0: like they don't even know what they yeah. haven't done
1: like, yeah and so the da was pretty much just saying like pretty much everyone's just having sex with one another and with children so we're just going off of that for now because they can't even sum it up they can't even be like oh it's just you know eight rape charges it's like we don't we don't know what the and it happened so frequently again it <laughs> for the victims it almost felt normal So these children, it happened so frequently that they couldn't even really give instances as evidence that were, that were very prominent. Hmm. So with a lot of abuse with children, there's, there's usually like one story, you know, like it was maybe Christmas day and the uncle came over or something like that. But this one was just like, I mean, it happens every day. Like, what do you want me to tell you? Like That's how bad it was. And so Wendy Holland, she was Donald's wife. She was the one that gets arrested. Sorry, I keep saying Donald's wife. It's a lot of words. It's a lot of names. And so she gets arrested and she was arrested for incest, sodomy and sexual torture. And she was sentenced to 219 years. Now, keep that in mind, which is really good. But then the rest of the family got off so easy. And her twin sister, who was involved in all of this, got 40 years in prison. What? No, it gets worse. It gets worse. The dude, Dustin, the one that raped Donald's daughter Uh when she was 13, he only got 17 years in prison. What the fuck? So, I mean, I think they gave Wendy a lot of years because she was the closest to Donald and she was help managing all of this. Like they were coordinating. Like you would think that they're like the you know how in every family there is like the, the couple that's like barbecue at our place. Right. Um, so they thought that they should get most of the blame. I mean, I just don't understand how he only got 17 years. It doesn't make sense to me. And then the other family members were arrested. You have Donald Jr., who was arrested, and you have Derek Wood. This is Brittany Wood's older brother who was arrested. And later on, even though some really disturbing stuff comes out about them, they a girl who was 12 years old at the time, they testified and said that she was gang-raped by Donald Jr. and Derek Wood, which is Brittany's brother and a family friend. Now, because they were young and because of the circumstances, let me know how you think about this. The judge and everybody decided to treat them as youth. So that means in the state of Alabama, their court records are completely sealed. That means they're going to get a lighter sentence. And a lot of it has to come down to the point which they are not the senior members. You know, they endured a lifetime of abuse that is on record, that is, you know, mostly provable. And then they became offenders themselves. So it's kind of like this twisted, I mean, I don't know how to feel about it, honestly, because in any second that I'm like, well, I understand why Alabama did that. Then I think about the 12-year-old girl who's like, well, I don't care why they did that. like what do you mean like suddenly i have to expect you to be lenient to the people who gang raped me because they were gang raped like i don't understand right
0: that's true yeah that's true if you look at all circumstances then every every person murder yeah, murder had a very sad childhood but yeah. doesn't, still you hurt someone then mm-hmm. there's got to be consequences yeah
1: so even though they were not um, of the age of youth, they were categorized as youth offenders mm-hmm. and they were giving leniency with their records being sealed. And then you have three family friends who ended up getting light sentences like three years or something like that for also raping the children. And yeah. then you have Randall Scott Wood, who is Brittany Wood's brother. Or no, Brittany Wood's mom's brother. And he was arrested. He got three years in prison for raping a bunch of his nieces. Like, what? <laughs> and it's crazy because in some cases, I mean, Alabama did make some very suspicious decisions on this case that I just quite cannot understand. And with Dustin, the rapist, um, he ended up getting out on bail. Don't know how that happened, but he ended up getting out on bail And the rule that they gave him was, hey, listen, you can go out on bail as long as you don't contact anyone under the age of 16 years old, unless they're your family members. And everyone's like, what do you mean? That's literally who he's raping. Like, it's not like he's going out onto the streets and kidnapping a 13 year old girl. He's raping his niece. He's raping his own daughters. Like, what do you mean? Like, that is literally the whole reason that he is even going to jail. It's for raping his family members. But they're like, no, you can go outside as long as you don't like, you know, hang out with anyone under the age of 16. But they can be your family. So it's like, okay, so he can just go out on bail, is what you're saying. And so the child pornography thing becomes a huge theory. Now, this is, again, a theory. This is not proof. This is a big allegation. And so the reason child pornography comes into play is that the police didn't release a ton of information about this, which is kind of sus. Now, a lot of people think there's reasons that police and the FBI do this, but a lot of Redditors also find it very interesting that in cases like this, for some reason, child porn is not is not widely talked about in the true crime world. Even though it's one of the most depraved, disgusting, I mean, we gotta catch these people type of crimes. And so they think that there must have been a lot of child porn found, or enough. This is a very just poverty-stricken area in Alabama. And this entire family, they were impoverished. They did not make ends meet. They were not living a middle-class life. The way that people wrote about them in articles was just, just taken over by poverty and drugs. Like they were just living in the worst conditions, doing horrible things and just doing tons of drugs, okay? So they didn't have a lot of money. Now, some of these bails were really high for them. A lot of people argue that bail is low for them, but bail is set per person. So it's not about the depth of your crime. It's not about, oh, is your crime so bad that you deserve a million dollar bail, right? It's about... How much can this person afford? So that's why you have, if like, let's say Jeff Bezos ever gets arrested, his bail is going to be just fucking trillions of dollars. It's going to be something very difficult. It's going to be something that, okay, if he pays 10% of this or even 20% or all of it, that mm-hmm. is not money he can walk away from. He can't afford to lose it all because if you run away, you never get that money back. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So if these people are making no money and their bail is set to $100,000 per person, that's a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, even if you get a bail bondsman and you only pay 10% of it up front, that's $10,000.
0: That they don't have. That
1: they don't have. But suddenly, suddenly, all of the family members could afford a bail. Oh, really? Yeah, and a lot of them got out on bail. The ones that had bail got out on bail.
0: Then how did that happen?
1: That's why people think... It was the child pornography the distribution of child pornography is incredibly lucrative
0: why weren't they after that you're saying they're not talking about it
1: they're not i mean i don't know there's so many weird things about this case i mean some people are like let's give the cops the benefit of the doubt maybe they're working on a massive thing right now you know but for me it's just weird
0: yeah, it's fucking weird. This is one of the craziest shit I've ever heard.
1: Yeah, the cops get even weirder later. That's why I don't really give them the benefit of the doubt, especially in this case. But they get a little bit weirder. So, I mean, just Dustin Kent and Derek Wood and Donald Junior, I mean, their their bills were set at like a hundred thousand dollars per person.
0: And they all paid.
1: They all paid. I mean, sure, they paid like 10% of it. That's like $10,000 per person.
0: Still a lot of money.
1: Yeah. And there was other family members who had like $30,000 of bail. And so that's like $3,000. But again, you are talking about a very impoverished area. And you're talking about family that just did not have any family money. Like they didn't have a savings account. They didn't even have like a checking account. Like they were just really, really broke.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So suddenly they can afford a bail. So that's why people have this like crazy theory about the child pornography. And also I think when the police is not upfront about everything, it just makes people's minds go crazier. So it just makes us think like, okay, there's so many about that. There's so much that I've had so many questions about. Why, why are the just breezing over this? Mm-hmm. As if like, yeah, so we had reports about child porn. So we, we, did, we conducted a search warrant and yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you mean mm-hmm. like in most cases you're like and then you found no evidence you found evidence they're just like yeah so we conducted a search warrant and we're like okay what, what did you what, i don't yeah. understand and then the whole thing with the bail and it's like how did they afford bail nobody will answer nobody will say anything like are they drug dealers because sometimes the police will be like well they're drug dealers so they're not getting bail or like they got cash we know it but they're not getting bail but it's like okay fine And then something even shocking happens. During all of this, you have a woman by the name of Chessie Wood. Now, Chessie Wood has a lot of sympathy from a lot of people, including me, a little bit, a tiny bit, not a lot. And she's Brittany's mom. She's Brittany's biological mom. Mm Mm-hmm. And during all of this, she said, we need to find Brittany. You know, we need to find Brittany. I know Donald had something to do with it. I know he did. And now he's dead. And now he's taking all the secrets to the grave. I need answers. I need answers. And she helped conduct these massive searches for her daughter. Mm -hmm. Am I saying that she hates her daughter? Am I saying she doesn't love her daughter? No. Am I saying she was a good mom? No, I don't think she was a good mom. Well, she gets arrested
0: Mm -hmm.
1: for allegedly having sex with a 10-year-old female relative. Britney's mom, too? Like, I just... You just weren't expecting it. Like, the rest of the family, you're like uncles and aunts are just, like, doing this crazy shit. But, you know, Britney goes missing. Maybe Britney and Britney's mom were different. You know, maybe Britney's mom was different, not Britney.
0: Well, I thought, I thought her mom has always been pimping her out since she was young. Oh, including was that your speculation? The, yeah, I thought, like, the grandpa... You know, you saw the grandpa was... Mm-hmm. A, that was, what, Nine? and she has you know has been yeah. assaulted even before that and as a mom like you say everybody yeah. does it she knows what's going on yeah. so i already assume she's part of this
1: yeah so well, you think
0: people you you're saying people were
1: they were shell-shocked because, I mean, I think the way that the stuff was being released to the public was not necessarily the way I told it. Okay. So, you know, right after she goes missing, of course, you have a mom championing this, you know, let's find my daughter. And you have lots of people sympathizing. And then you get all of this information. And then you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe maybe it happened to Brittany and her mom didn't even know. Oh, my God, I bet her mom is heartbroken. And then you're like, oh, my God, her mom was arrested. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, what? And then yeah. also, I think with the grandma's boyfriend thing, you know i think people had a little tiny bit of not sympathy but like okay i mean i get it maybe Brittany's mom was messed up because of her mom you know but you just don't think that she also actively partook in all of this and so she was you know accused of having sex with an underage female so she claims you know Chessie Wood, Brittany's mom, claims that all of these allegations and the reason that she's imprisoned right now is completely untrue. She has no idea what's happening and the law enforcement has no idea what's happening and she just pretty much claims that, listen, Alabama police are just getting ripped right now. The locals are like, fuck this police department. Y'all don't know shit. Like, you guys should have known about this six years ago, but you guys didn't do anything. And so now the police are allegedly in her opinion, overcompensating and just arresting every single person in the family because they don't even care they're like hey we don't care if you actually did anything arrested are you above the age of 18 arrested and so that's her claim i don't really believe her on that because i mean i feel like after this incident it seems like the people like the detectives were replaced with new ones and because you know i heard some people that were actually complimenting some of the detectives that were put on the case later in this little progress And so, I don't know, maybe, but I doubt it. It feels like she did do something or something shady. And the way that she talks about kids is so messed up. So her defense was, listen, these kids are so messed up from the trauma that they have. And they've been brainwashed by the real perpetrators that they don't even know what's going on. And I'm innocent.
0: Aren't you one of the fucking
1: real perpetrators? She's like, no, I'm not. That's her defense, not mine.
0: Oh, my God. These people are just...
1: Yeah. And so why Brittany, right? And the police, the fact that they didn't release this information and this was released by family relatives. And then the police were like, oh, yeah, like we were going to we were going to talk about that, too. <laughs> you happened to get there before we did. Is why Brittany and why now? Why did Britney go missing? Was there something that happened? Was there something that triggered this event? Because... If we know that Brittany had been abused since she was, you know, three, four years old, um, more concretely, nine years old. Why now? She's 19. It's been 10 years. Was the abuse still going on? Was Donald trying to pick her up to abuse her? What, what was the reason? And it seems like Brittany was trying to end the generations of abuse. So there are relatives from her dad's side. So it seems like her dad's side didn't really partake in any of this. It seems like it was all coming from the mom's side. You know, all of them are uncles or aunts that are related to her mom and but not the her dad's dad. side
0: knew about it?
1: No. So they're divorced. So it seems like the dad wasn't that involved in her life, you know, and her mom mm, just okay. kind of took her. And, I mean, there's no record that the dad knew. I mean, so far, the dad and the stepmom have been fighting hard to get justice for Brittany. So, it's kind of confusing. I mean, at this point, I don't really trust anyone in this family. I'm just going to be honest. I mean, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I don't trust them. And so... They said, okay, well, she was trying to end generations of abuse. And the way that the dad side kind of described her is she's like a pocket stick of dynamite. Like she's, she's different. She's not the type of kid who's going to get abused and then become an abuser. Like she, she wanted to change their family and she just had a lot of love for everyone. And she almost, she was one of the older cousins, it seems. And so she felt like she had to watch over these younger cousins now, why now? Why May of 2012? Well, it seemed like she was trying to confront Donald. Because a couple days before May 30th, before she got into that, fu- that car with Donald, she had gotten a Facebook message from one of her teenage relatives, who were mm-hmm. much younger than her. And the message pretty much was telling Brittany that, hey, three male relatives raped me. And it seemed like Brittany was fucking mad and she was ready and she was going to confront Donald. She's going to go to the police. Um, The police actually wanted to talk to Brittany in the next week or so before she went missing. They had plans to ask her and she was old enough. And I mean, I don't like to say this, but she had lived through so much of it that her testimony would have locked everyone up in prison for like forever. Just like Wendy. Wendy.
0: But it didn't lock them up forever.
1: Yeah, because her testimony would have been the strongest. And the craziest thing is that all of these adults, you know what they have to say about these kids' testimonies? They're like, kids don't know what they're saying. Oh my God. I people, hate when people say that. These people. And it seems like that was triggered. And also, she kind of had a daughter to protect. Now, it gets muddy because it just gets really muddy. Like Who has
0: a daughter to protect?
1: Brittany. Has oh, a yeah, two-year-old,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, Peyton. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah,
1: and so it seems like maybe it was the whole daughter thing. It was also her teenage relative messaging her. I mean, it seemed like all of this was just pounding at her to be like, "We got to stop this, right?" Mm-hmm. And again, there's just so many people who don't have sympathy for this motive because they're like, "Well, if she wanted to protect her daughter, she should stop doing drugs," you know. But it's very different. Yeah, And so there's a couple theories about what actually happened because we still don't know where Brittany is. There, her body was never recovered. She's presumed dead, but we don't have a body. We don't have anything. We don't have any evidence. Yeah. The police release after all of this happened that the gun that was used for that allegedly self-inflicted wound on Donald was actually Brittany's gun. Okay, And they also found her cell phone battery in his car. So this caused, you know, the small group of people that are super interested in this case, these Internet sleuths, you know, these RBIs, to start kind of putting together some theories. Uh So we've got theory number one, which is the one that the general public seems to kind of believe, which is the fact that Britney went to confront her uncle Donald. He ended up murdering her and whether he had help disposing of her body with his other fucked up, you know, wife or his fucking brother-in-law sister-in-law it doesn't matter right Uh whether he had help or not donald killed Brittany. but then he thought you know the police are going to be knocking on my door in a couple days i don't want to go to jail (laughs) i don't want the same thing to happen to me that i did to these kids for generations i don't want to get raped in jail maybe he was thinking that because you know it's funny it's really freaking funny And it is a thing in prison. It's a thing. I've never been. I've never been to prison, never really visited. But I heard it's a thing that if you are a child rapist or a child molester, you will get raped in prison. That's what I heard. Am I really upset about it? Probably not. Am I losing sleep over the fact that they're getting raped in prison? Maybe not. Mm -hmm. I mean, these specific people I'm saying. And so maybe he was like, I can't handle what I dish out. So I'm going to end my life. And he killed himself. It's hard to believe that for me he's such a fucked up person yeah Yeah. right yeah and then why use britney's gun maybe he wanted to frame britney maybe he didn't think it was going to play out the way that he did maybe he thought people would think that britney killed him and it would be like his last sordid revenge because if you think that someone's a killer would you be looking for their body no you'd be looking at things differently and that's what's kind of creepy when you're looking for someone on the run you follow a very different investigation from when you're trying to recover someone's dead body. Mm -hmm. So that would just lead them somewhere else. So that would kind of explain the gun aspect. Now, theory number two is a very, very optimistic one is the one that Brittany killed Donald and she's alive now. ran away. There's not a lot of people who believe in it. Um, Some people believe in it because of this reason. Mm -hmm. The first question is no, Brittany could never because how could she leave her daughter? That doesn't make sense. You can't leave your daughter, especially when you know that your family is doing all of these things. How can you leave your daughter without even going to the police first, right?
0: That's also true, yeah.
1: But there's evidence against that too because even before she disappeared mm-hmm. and went missing, her daughter was legally under the sole custody of the boy, the like the baby daddy.
0: Mm, okay, so the, the kid.
1: So maybe she felt like, Okay, this is just me thinking, right, psychologically, okay, she's on drugs, you know, and it seems like Brittany, from what I can tell, is a very loving person. Mm -hmm. So it seems, you know, some people are speculating. Maybe it was like that kind of it almost sounds like a movie, like that moment where the mom is like, I'm no good for my kid, like I'm just strung out on drugs. She's better off without me. I mm-hmm. can't help her. I can't even help myself. Mm-hmm. And so she knows legally the kid would go to the dad's grandparents or the dad, which she ended up going there. Okay. And she would end up, you know, killing this disgusting ringleader. And she would leave.
0: I I, I personally kind of believe that or would like to believe that. And, I feel like it makes sense.
1: And the reason that the people who believe it believe it so strongly is because she... she <laughs> Like I said, she wasn't living like a middle class life. And when you're in more of like that poverty line, it's, I mean, this sounds weird to say like it's easier to disappear. Because Mm. there's no paper trail. So when you're in like the middle class life, you've got like credit cards that you're probably withdrawing cash out of. Like you've got like a plethora of paper trail. Like Mm. why did he withdraw $3,000 last week before he disappeared? You know, you have all of these things. But when you're under the poverty line and maybe you're not making money in legal on the books type of way, it's so much easier to just disappear. Sure, You know, and it's so much easier. And another thing is for some reason, this wasn't like nationally covered. This wasn't on all of the biggest just news stations. Mm. It was a very local thing. So weird. Which is weird because you don't really hear about crimes like this. Like this is a crime that all of the world would be like, what? I need to know about this. This is really bad. Yeah. But it wasn't. Hmm. So why, why
0: don't people believe this?
1: Um, just because it's been so long since she's been gone and there haven't been any reported sightings of her. She hasn't come forward mm. after they got arrested. So it makes sense that, you know, all of these perpetrators are arrested, so she comes forward, she helps testify, keep them in jail longer.
0: Uh, maybe see, even see. see
1: her daughter again, you know. I see. So it's kind of that. But then also you have the aspect of what if she just needs to get away? And the trauma to go back to that and to testify and to be wrapped up in that again. Maybe it would just not be good for her. Sometimes, you know, with such traumatic situations, maybe you do need such a dramatic clean break.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So it's kind of something that you can just keep bouncing back and forth. Like, I don't know if I believe it or don't believe it, but it's it's one that makes me feel a little happier, I guess, in such a shitty situation. And then theory number three is going to be the darkest fucking theory of them all, which is that Brittany and Donald were both murdered. Not by one another, but by your best friend, Wendy, Donald's wife. Oh.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Now, why do we think this? Why does anybody think that they were both murdered by the wife? Why would the wife murder her husband and her niece? None of this makes sense. Well, the prosecutor has been trying to open the door with Wendy because she's sentenced to 219 years in prison. The bitch is not getting out. Like, let's just be honest. She's going to spend the rest of her life in prison. And so the prosecutor is trying to give her a little bit of an incentive. Maybe it doesn't have to be the rest of your life. Maybe you can get out one day and see your grandkids. Wouldn't you like that? okay that's probably the worst thing to say right now yeah i'm sorry that is like what they would say to a normal person that's in jail for something else i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry like wouldn't you like to go out and see the sunshine once you know before you die and so they were trying to open the door to be like listen we're not going to give you the exact number the exact figure but you know we could definitely work something out if you tell us where britney's body is So we can get some closure, so we could close the case so that all of the Alabamians will stop yelling at us, the police force, you know, so the family could get some closure. Well, not really the family. Who gives a fuck about the family? Her daughter can get some closure, you know, when she grows up, she'll know what happened. But Wendy refuses. Now, why? What do you mean refuses? She doesn't want to have that conversation. She absolutely refuses. Why does a woman who's about to spend the rest of her life in prison? What, what would incentivize her to not talk? Everything would point towards the fact that she should talk. What if she, she doesn't should. know? I mean, she seems like the type of bitch that will make some shit up anyway and try to or try to finesse something or lead the police on. Why is she suddenly so fucking quiet? Well, get this. This is everyone's speculation. Alabama has the death penalty. Mm. And they are actually... The state with the highest per capita sentencing rate. So uh, I don't like to say this, but they're probably the loosiest, goosiest of them all, of all the states to hand out death sentences. They're probably like, you get a death sentence, you get a death sentence. I obviously don't believe in capital punishment if you can't tell, right? So they're thinking, okay, if she murdered Brittany, Mm -hmm. she could now be tried for murder. It's not double jeopardy. She's been tried for sexual torture of underage children, rape, sodomy, all of these things. But she hasn't been charged for murder, which could very possibly, especially in this case, get her the death sentence. Mm -hmm. So if they find Brittany's body, maybe there's some evidence that somehow Wendy was involved. And so she never wants her body to be found. Now, the other reason that people think that Donald was also murdered, because it's like, okay, well, this kind of sounds like theory number one. Like, what if she just helped murder Brittany and then Donald killed himself? There are so many people that just don't understand how Donald can kill himself. He doesn't sound like someone who has any guilt, remorse, shame, or fear for law enforcement or fear of consequences. What do you mean he just committed suicide? On top of the suspicious nature of being behind his ear, like the back of the head, it just didn't make sense. So people say... This is crazy. It's not talked about. The locals know this, though, that Wendy was the one that called 911. She said, oh, my God, my husband said he was going to commit suicide. And I followed him in his car and he came to the river and he shot himself. Please help. Please help. The police arrive. Wendy's crying. She's putting on a show, allegedly. Now, the police do see something that's a little weird. All the text messages from Donald's phone were completely gone. So did Wendy go murder him and then delete all his text messages and then call the police?
0: Interesting.
1: It's just a little weird because Donald also seems like the one that wouldn't really care to protect his family if he has gone. I mean, he doesn't protect his own kids. What makes you think he's going to protect all of them? So there's like people just don't understand. Like psychologically, it's really hard to understand Donald to even begin with because how do you psychologically try to analyze or understand Donald? just this disgusting human scum right but on top of that the minute that you think that you understand you're like well then this doesn't fit like why would he try to protect his family and then why would he kill himself he doesn't seem like the type that would kill himself why did he delete those messages and then kill himself did he even do any of that
0: so the only explanation you're saying is wendy killed him
1: yeah wendy,
0: why would she kill him one more time
1: because he was about to go down He was getting questioned by the police in a couple days. Brittany was getting questioned by the police in a couple days.
0: So if she kills him...
1: But also if she kills him, I mean, I'm sure there's many options. She kills Brittany. She kills Donald. The police know something's going on in the family, but they don't really have evidence. Or maybe she thinks this will even stop the police because it's like you have an abused kid who's now missing. Then you have Donald who commits suicide. He's getting investigated. So maybe he's the only one that did all of this because it did take the police a while to unpack that all of these women were involved.
0: Okay, this one is a little crazy. Yeah, it's kind of hard to follow, but okay. And But you think you say this is the most... Um, Supported it's the most dark, theory.
1: No, the first one's the most supported that Donald killed Britney and then killed himself. But then the people that like really studied this one, they just don't see the cycle, psycho- like the psychology behind exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And what makes it even creepier is that there is a rumor. This mm-hmm. is a rumor. That came out from someone who works at the local cell phone store that Brittany had like her plan with, like her cell phone plan with. Mm -hmm. And Wendy called after she went missing and tried to get Brittany's password to her voicemail and was saying like, oh, my, my niece forgot it. I'm just trying to get some clues to find my niece. Now, the search is fresh again this happened in 2012 the police unpacked all of this information very what i see to be sloppy just kind of sloppily tossed it out into the press right um not a lot of press picked up on it i also think it's just so complex and so disgusting that that's the reason but recently there was a body that they were trying to look for a bunch of canine dogs started barking around um where like one of the aunts was living Like near the aunt's private property. And this was all happening because the police got an anonymous tip that Brittany's body would be there. And so they brought all of their canine dogs. They all barked, barked, barked. They dug, dug, dug. But apparently nothing was found. So it's just, (laughs) it's weird. Now, the locals are kind of getting upset. So what you see online and then what you see the locals saying are kind of different. So what you see online is like the police are like, the dogs were barking, we dug it up, and nothing was found. Ooh, bad day, we're going to try again. But the locals are saying, but we saw you, and y'all weren't digging that hard. But we saw you, and it wasn't that long of a search. But we saw you, and it didn't seem like you really cared. And so now it seems like there's a little bit of more local heat that's getting involved because, you know, this crime for the longest time even a bunch of locals didn't even know about it like from what i could read on reddit everyone's like i live like 40 minutes away from that town and i had no fucking idea this was happening
0: oh boy this is dark
1: yeah and so now now that locals are getting involved i mean i'm hoping this i i don't want to say this family that's what i say in most cases but i don't care about the fucking family i hope Brittany's daughter gets answers because when she grows up she deserves to know what happened to her mom Yeah. Not the rest of the family. I could care less about the rest of the family. And so Peyton, who's her daughter, is living with her legal guardians, which happens to be her dad's parents. And sometimes she will spend the weekends with Brittany's dad and stepmom, who seem to be completely clear from the police like they are not suspects. They did not know any of this was happening. They were not ever investigated, you know, in terms of being suspicious, mm-hmm. and they were leading a lot of efforts to find Brittany. Um Stephanie is the stepmom's name. She mm-hmm. was, you know, talking to lots of press trying to get, you know, eyes on this case. And it's really sad because Brittany's stepmom, Stephanie, was saying that as of right now, Peyton, her daughter, thinks that her mom works for the local news because that's the only time she's seen her pictures up. Uh, was when they would turn on the TV and she would see her mom on the local news. And so she thought that her mom was working for the local news. And they don't know what to say because they don't have closure. They can't say your mom was murdered by this disgusting man, you know, or this disgusting woman. They don't know what to say because they don't even have answers. So as of right now, they just, they tell Peyton, like, your mom is bye-bye for now, but one day maybe... And that is the story of one of the most depraved families in the U.S. And yeah. And also I did see lots of comments on Reddit from Alabamians who were like, I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> so just makes sweet home Alabama even worse for us. Because yeah. Most of them are just normal people who are yeah. like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And
1: they're like, really? Fucking exactly. really?
0: Shit. That's fucking crazy.
1: What do you guys think happened? I'm really interested to know. And I'm really interested to know, like, why do you think that this isn't all over national news? I just didn't really understand that. I mean, it just took so long to piece together. There really wasn't lots of big networks or really anyone talking about it.
0: Yeah, that's what I want to know, too. Why does everything sound so shady?
1: Especially because, I mean, I hate to say this. But when you're talking about like true crime, this is probably a very clickable case in the sense of, you know, people are kind of intrigued by dark stuff like this. I mean, which is kind of why I ended up in the rabbit hole, because I'm like, I need to know more. What do you mean? And so I click, 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 click. And then 100 articles later from Alabama, I'm like, oh, my God. So I just don't know why. But if you guys have an idea, let me know. Or maybe you live in Alabama let me know but also to all of my alabamians out there we fucking love you <laughs> i'm sorry i love you guys and i'll see you guys next wednesday
0: bye